today we'll do the law of one session 20. Uh, this was received February 9, 1981. This is a long session, <clears throat> but it's not, there's the link. This is the re-listen version, but it's not, um, it's not focused on the principles of soul evolution regarding healing balance initiation uh, karma forgiveness catalyst uh, life lessons it's more uh, on the mechanics of uh, cosmic plant and uh, history of earth and long discussion of uh, Easter Island or Nazca and uh, the movement from second density to third density and then the development in third density of the two paths and how confederation has helped humanity so it's um, important and interesting background material on soul evolution from second to third density the, that transit which is very key and it's all analogous to the uh, dissolving of of energy blockages in second and third chakra. So, uh, in the macrocosm, we have the evolution of light, light love, of the infinite logos or the infinite being, in the form of uh, plants and animals moving itself or that transformation of light, love light. What is love light, right? Love light is energy consciousness. The love is consciousness, the light is energy. So energy consciousness, uh, light love, love light, soul evolution, from second to third density, in the macro we see some minerals, but mainly plants and animals, moving to the human, in which there's the need for moral choice and the embarking upon the spiritual path, or one of the two paths. Uh, that macrocosmic drama is paralleled very much so by the microcosmic work of dissolving energy blockages at second and third chakras. Moving through our own animal vegetable conditions <laughs> to our human condition, and in our human condition, making peace um, with being human, uh, but more so making moral choice and val moral valuation or existential valuation moral choice and living according to those to that that choice which is embarking upon one of the two paths which is basically uh the efficient use of catalyst or the the use of catalyst life experience for positive polarization which is the way of unblocking second third chakra blockages which is the way of developing fourth and fifth and sixth chakra qualities and so what we do as individuals is paralleled by what occurs in the octave, whether it's the octave of the solar system or the octave of this galaxy or every galaxy or all galaxies, uh, through the conditions of vegetative, animalistic to human. So from vegetative <clears throat> through animalistic through human, into the moral and then the clear direction of will uh, that happens in the macrocosm and that is um, what we are 
uh, learning, developing here in third density space-time on Earth. So that's very interesting. So uh, 20 zero, the initial greeting, Ross says, I greet you in the love and the light of the infinite creator. I communicate now. <clears throat> and um, 20.1 dawn is um, still, which is interesting, you know, after 20 sessions, but it didn't take that long. They, they, these 20 sessions came quickly. Don is still considering how to do the book and says, I was thinking the best way to do the book is to continue working on the history of evolution and its mechanism until we completely make it through third density and what will occur into the first part of the fourth density so that the mechanisms of developing mind-body-spirit complex will be brought out. If I get stymied someplace in one of these sessions as to what questions to ask and where, not to waste time, I may ask some questions that I will later, I'll use later in the book, but we'll try to always continue going along these lines, which is very um, reasonable and, and very thorough to, um, you know, talk about the history of soul evolution through the densities and how that impacts mind-body-spirit complex going from three to four. So, <clears throat> uh, this is sort of foundational. Uh, so he says, first question, to go back just a little bit, is what happened to the second density entities who were on this planet who were unharvestable? I assume there were some that didn't make it into third density. Can you tell me this? And after that long prologue, uh, Rog is a very short answer. He says, the second density is able to repeat during third density a portion of its cycle. <clears throat> what does that mean? <clears throat> uh, I'm not sure what that means. Uh, I think it means that during the um, time frame of a third density cycle on a planet, second density continues, meaning there's still second density evolution now. Um, a portion of its cycle would be the fact, actually, and this is really esoteric, that um, a second density cycle on a planet... Uh, that hasn't yet had a third density cycle, like Earth before 75,000 years ago. That second density cycle is somewhat different than today's second density cycle, while planet Earth now has a third density cycle. So the planet that's activated 1-2 uh, has a different experience in its second density, of course, than the planet that's activated 1-2-3, first, second, third dimensional levels while it's while having its second density cycle. So the second density cycle of a planet, or the, the phase of evolution of a planet that is first and second density activated, that phase of second density evolution is different than the, the experience of the third density evolution, of the second density evolution while it has, while the planet has a third density cycle on undergoing or, or ongoing. So that may be what what um, Ra is referring to, and that's just <clears throat> just another matter, which is that um, in the future Earth will have a second third density cycle. This, from Ra's teaching, we assume, is Earth's first third density cycle. So after harvest dimensional shift. When Earth is activated 1, 2, 3, 4, I assume, from this, this metaphysics here, 
Earth will, as from what Ross said, Earth will have yet another third density cycle. That'll be the second third density cycle on this planet, which will involve the fourth density uh, phase ongoing uh, simultaneously too. That is a different portion of its cycle, we could say. And so this is very esoteric. But <clears throat> um, yes, uh, third density, uh, well, when, when third density began 75,000 years ago, second density life did continue, obviously. And so Don follows up and says, then the second density entities that did not get harvested at the beginning of this 75,000 year period, some are still in second density on this planet. And maybe, dot, 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 were any of these who remained in second density harvested into third density in the past 75,000 years? Ra said, this has been increasingly true. And that's another interesting point. <clears throat> uh, increasingly true, more and more so, that what's occurring is more and more of those who didn't graduate from the animal to the human 75,000 years ago are entering the human today. Huh. Maybe that's why we see so many faces that look animalistic, meaning many people who have a kind of heavy animalistic face. And I'm not just talking about, you know, the racial canard that people use, like, oh, Africans or black people look like monkeys or something. No. What I mean is there are many, you can see in all races, a certain type of face structure, skull structure. And it's there's actually some discussion of this. <laughs> that <clears throat> there are two different types of skull structures within humanity, or there are many, but the one division is into a, a twofold, something like Cro-Magnon versus Neanderthal, <laughs> or primitive versus more developed, a sloping forehead versus um, flat forehead, or vertical forehead. There are many, and then all sorts of different things, neck muscles and things like that too. But uh, from my observation, uh, there really, it, it fits very well that an increasing number, how many is increasing, right? Is it 2%? Is it 10%? I don't know. But there's some kind of increasing entrance into the human group on Earth or the group of humanity, an increasing entrance of uh, young souls who just used to be animals. This is their first time, or they haven't been human very often, very long. So that's strange. But, so you have such a strange combination of souls here. <clears throat> you've got some very negative. You've got some very positive. You've got wanderers from sixth density positive. You've, you mean, so you've got, you know, sixth density positive wanderers who are a few, some, who are very awake. You've got... 3D souls who've done massive spiritual practice who are very developed. You've got some who are even very negative, and they're even harvestable, you know, just a few, to 4D negative in the tops of society. You've got a mass of people <clears throat> who are, um, you know, kindly enough, but they're really not positive. They're not really oriented. You've got uh, lots and lots of people who are basically selfish, but you can't really call them negatively oriented. You've got lots of people, or lots of those people, are repeaters from other planets that are in fourth density already. And then you have an increasing number of animal graduates, or graduates, early 3D souls, young souls, 
who just, you know, who used to just be an animal. What? A cat or a dog or a gorilla or a monkey or a horse or an elephant? I don't know. Uh, maybe they were animals on other planets. <laughs> I don't know. But you've got this, you know, into the mix of 10 to 15 different planets, non-graduates, the repeaters of third density from 10 or 15 other planets that Ra, seemed, Ra alluded to before, some of whom are quite positive and some of whom are quite negative, into that mix you have an increasingly, you know, this harvesting into third density of second density creatures, animals, in the past 75,000 years, <clears throat> an increasing entrance of those into the, the body of humanity. That's interesting, too. So it's quite a mix we've got going on here. 23, Dawn follows up. So, more and more second density entities are making it into third density. Can you give me an example of a second density entity coming into third density and say, say in the recent past? <clears throat> Ross says, perhaps the most common occurrence of second density graduation into third density cycle is the so-called pet. The animal which is exposed to the individualizing influences, individualizing influences of the bond between animal <clears throat> and third density entity, this individuation causes a sharp rise in the potential of the second density entity, the animal, the pet, so that upon the cessation of physical complex, death, the mind-body complex, no spirit yet, you see, the mind-body complex of the pet does not return into, unto, into the undifferentiated consciousness of that species. So the animal oversoul, yes, is real, and it is there is a higher self there, but it's an undifferentiated consciousness. The individual <clears throat> and the individual, you know, fox in the woods, Mr. Fox in the woods, uh, doesn't have much sense of self, is not normally harvestable, returns after death into a, an undifferentiated species consciousness, which is guided by higher self, or a collection of higher selves, actually. But for those animals like pets, dogs, and cats that have had long contact with humanity or over many incarnations, you know, you know, humans have had pets for a long time, even ancient Egypt. We did. So, uh, the animal, the pet, is exposed to love. The love of the person for their pet is uh, the individual influence of that bond. That bond, that love, it's called love, is an individualizing influence and um, causes a sharp rise, sharp rise, you know, that's kind of a, a, a strong phrase, causes a sharp rise in the potential of the pet of the animal, uh, so that when it dies, it basically um, retains a certain kind of individuality. And 24, Don is staying very tight with these questions, then can you give me an example of an entity in third density that was previously, just just previously, a second density entity? What type of, what type of entity do they, do they become? So, uh, Don was following up, or is following up with 20.4, 20 20 and asked for an example <clears throat> of an entity in third density that was just previously a second density entity, like 
what would it look like if um, you know a pet, a dog or a cat, uh, after harvestability becomes a human? What type of entity do they become here? Well, they become a human, but how is their mind? Ross says, as a second density entity returns as third density for the beginning of this process of learning, the entity is equipped with the lowest, <clears throat> if you will, uh, so-called, <clears throat> if this is, they missed a word here, is equipped with the lowest, if you will, so-called these vibrational distortions, forms of third density consciousness, that is equipped with self-consciousness, what they mean is <clears throat> um, the first time 3D incarnate, the entity who was an animal who is now in their first lifetime on in, in human form as a human body, as a human being, uh, has the lowest set or um, complex of vibrational distortions or forms of dense of 3D consciousness, which is <clears throat> which is um, forms of self consciousness. So the least degree of self consciousness, the most primitive sense of self, the least capacities for the mind. I mean, we see this everywhere, right? In every country, I've seen there are certain strata, stratum of society. Um, generally, they don't have a lot of money, or they're hardworking people. And um, <clears throat> there's, there's very little um, individuation uh, or refinement of mental faculties and capacities and uh, sustained thought or abstract thought. There's not much going on. They may not, they're not bad, but they're not negatively oriented, but there's not a lot of mental activity. This is associated with um, what Ra's calling the lowest set lowest um, forms of third density consciousness. So the lowest forms or manifestations of third density consciousness are lowest manifestations, whatever low, the low is the word is the problem low, but less developed um, forms of self-consciousness. Don follows up very nicely in this session 25, this would be a human in our form who then who would be beginning the understanding of third density. Is it correct? Ross says it's correct. And that's it. And Don doesn't push further into that. Uh, but we could say that, you know, in your travels through your day, in your daytime job of being in your body here on the earth, you can see humans at different levels of development. Um, <clears throat> Those that are at earlier levels of development may or may not be, um, you know, straight up from the animal kingdom, meaning first time or not, usually not first time, but it's possible, anything's possible. Uh, they would be characterized by least developed manifestations of self-consciousness, and you got to figure out what that means. So it would be mental activity, individuation, um, appreciation of quality or complexity. They would be least capable. Uh, 20.6, we get into some physics. Um, Don says, speaking of the rapid change that occurred in the physical vehicle, um, the change from second to third density, which Ron talked about, this you said occurred in approximately a generation and a half 
body hair was lost and there were structural changes, such as the jaw, and the mouth, the hand. Don goes on, I'm aware of the physics of Dewey B. Larson, who's a real person who had pretty uh, advanced understanding of physics, who states that all is motion or vibration. Am I correct in assuming that the basic vibration, which makes up the physical world as we experience it, changes? thus creating a different set of parameters, shall I say, in this short period of time between density changes allowing for the new type of vehicle. Am I correct? This is correct. So he hit, he hit that one on the nose. Uh, the basic vibration that makes up the physical world as we experience it, this Ra had used the term the photon, the photon or particle of light. <coughs> that that, that changes. There's a uh, increased rotation or energy quality or aspect, energy capacity manifest in the photon of light, whatever is that. That would be, you know, the basic vibrational quality that is, is appears as third density matter or appears um, as form, body, and um, makes use of thought form in this dimension, that that changes that in a short period of time, which is interesting. So that's called the quantum leap. And um, Ra said, yes, that's true, so that that's what's changing. But we don't get into this as much as we could, and later we will a little more. Um, a further little question, a couple of things on Dewey Larson. Don asks, is the physics of Dewey Larson, Dewey B. Larson correct? And um, it's very esoteric, and some people in the raw study communities have gotten into this, and I have not, so I can't say I'm very well versed on the physics of uh, Larsonian, Larsonian physics, but it's very deep. Uh, Ra says, the physics of sound vibration complex Dewey, first name, is a correct system as far as it is able to go. There are those things which are not included in this system, meaning it's not total, complete of everything, However, those coming after this particular entity, Mr. Larson, using the basic concepts of vibration and the study of vibrational distortions will begin to understand that which you know of as gravity and those things you consider as n dimensions, meaning the number of available dimensions. These things are necessary to be included in a more universal physical theory, meaning to expand the Larsonian physics or physical theory of multiple dimensions, n dimensions, there would have to be further discussion or um, exploration of uh, what is vibration, study of vibrational distortions. So that's basically understanding, you know, love light from the physical energetic aspect rather than consciousness metaphysical or consciousness uh, transformation. Here we're talking about transformation of, of light love or energy. Uh, but that's very much um, the, the basis for, for soul evolution. So soul evolution and cosmic plan is uh, the development of consciousness in the um, structure of light. So the development of love. <laughs> the path, the entire spiritual path is the development of love. It's all about understanding. That's why Ra keeps saying level of awareness and level of understanding. You know, there's only one step, understanding of the seven rays. The understanding is love, or that quality of understanding is 
fourth chakra activation. So the capacity to be at one um, on the basis of love, at one with all manifestations of the dimensions of the octave, which is the seven chakras for us in this form, uh, that's the way of soul evolution. So, and this is, but this is more discussion of cosmic plan or the structure for soul evolution. Was the entity Dewey then, did he bring this material through in his incarnation for use primarily in fourth density? Rasa is correct. And Don was very perceptive here and realized that, aha, uh -huh, what Ra was really saying is that Larsonian physics would be primarily developed in the fourth density cycle. Now, hmm, that can be extrapolated by us to imagine that some uh, positive service that we're doing here, <clears throat> we meaning together, uh, and other forms of service or other forms of teaching or research or study or learning developed in third density may well be used in fourth density in the future. How about that? And so uh, our understanding, I mean, anything that we've learned that might be relevant to the fourth density group um, may well uh, be used in the fourth density group, carried over in the cloud of mind or in collective consciousness, which is multidimensional now and therefore will be accessible in the fourth density cycle by those who are in fourth density bodies on the fourth density earth or, you know, kingdom of heaven on earth. When earth goes into its fourth density cycle, Part of what they will make use of is um, developed love light or learning, understanding, uh, by those who had some, some realization that's useful, you know, that was developed before dimensional shift. So he brought his material through an incarnation used for use primarily in fourth density. Isn't that interesting? I mean, the reason that groups grow slowly is there are so few serious students. <laughs> so, hmm, in fourth density, they're studying Dewey Larson. Meanwhile, Dewey Larson's system, you know, is a bit limited. Why don't they just study with Gautama? <laughs> because they're not that serious. Why don't they just study with the Guardians? Because they're not, they don't want it. They want to play in... in in uh, matter. They want to play in vibration because they're not ready to, to drop vibration. Why don't they study with Gautama? Very good question, I think. Nothing wrong with Dewey Larson. He's a very, you know, high mind, uh, just like Tesla, just like uh, Walter Russell. Uh, <clears throat> so, but there, there's some interesting consequences or implications here. Um, in many dimensions, in many in many angles, from from these comments of Ra. And Don says, "Thank you." <clears throat> Twenty nine. Um, yesterday we were speaking of the split that takes place in third density, when an entity, either consciously or because of bias, chooses the path of service to others or service to self. Right. This is the um, moral evaluation uh, choice. The, the the direction of will or the, uh, the moral valuation, 
necessary in third density for third density beings uh, between choice of path. The value of love and unity versus the value of uh, control and separation. That's what you've got. The path of love, unity, the path of separation and control. So, obviously, <clears throat> to all the shallow people who keep thinking, oh, Ra's crazy because Ra says, uh, you know, or you have to be some service to self if you want to take care of yourself. We need an ego in this world, don't we? Uh, if you're going to take care of yourself, that's service to self, right? No, service to self means control, separation, domination. Me and not you. Power over other. Not you. Uh, and not me in the way of, uh, you know, uh, eating right and sleeping right. <laughs> Taking care of my body and mind. No, it's... Um, that which feeds my domination, power, control over everybody. That's service to self. Not taking good care of yourself. That's the problem with Ra's term. Service to other doesn't mean take care of you, forget me. It means service to all. Service to all. It means way of love and unity. So if you act in love and unity, or love appreciating oneness or unity, or that's what's best for all, that's the path of service to other, path of service to all, whether it's alone or in group, uh, that which is done with kindness, respecting free will, honesty, or seeking for the betterment of all, that is service to other or positive path, which is called service to all. And um, people seem to be very confused about that still, some people. <laughs> Don says, the philosophical question of why such a split exists, even exists, came up. So Don is very deep-minded here, too. He's a very deep-thinking guy. The philosophical question of why such a split even exists came up. Yeah. It's my impression that as in electricity, if we have no polarity in electricity, we have no electricity. We have no action. We have no dot, dot, dot. Therefore, I'm assuming that in consciousness, without, polar without such polarity... There would be no action or experience. Is this correct? Ross said, this is correct. You may use the general term work. So Don was a physicist. Meanwhile, he was very philosophical and very high-minded, very thoughtful, very excellent mind, uh, understanding the analogy between uh, the physics of electricity and the metaphysics of the development of consciousness across multiple dimensions about that. So, um, birds of a feather flock together, uh, Don is a great mind, and Carla is a great heart, and Jim is a strong will. I mean, they're all more than that, but they manifest those three qualities of uh, heart, mind, will very well. Uh, all are very well developed. That's why they got Ra, who's also very well developed. And um, we can see as the sessions go on, um, how that is. So, without the polarity of... Um, you see, this is not totally correct, because there was evolution of souls before the veil and mind that led to the existence or creation of the two paths. The two paths, service to other, or service to all, love unity, and service to self, or path of control separation. 
they came to be after the veil in mind was instituted in 3D physical. In the early portions of creation, under the earlier Logoi, Logoses, closer to the center of galaxies, actually, there wasn't such veil in mind in 3D physical. Therefore, there was no separation of paths. There wasn't two paths. There was still soul evolution. So there was no polarity, but there was still soul evolution. There was still work. However, it was of a less robust quality than the work that's done in soul evolution in the logoic creations that came after the veil in mind in 3D visible. See how complicated this is? It really is necessary if you want to make it clear um, to put all that stuff together. So there is work because of polarity, but there was work <laughs> in evolution before polarity. So it's a little different. There was a different kind of polarity. Um, before the veil in mind. This also has analogies to um, the path of Buddhist awakening and Buddhist enlightenment, but that's a whole other discussion in terms of um, um, non-grasping, non-work, and freedom from ignorance. In some ways, nirvana is the blowing out of polarity or the blowing out of contrast, the blowing out of duality, or conceptuality, the blowing out of the reification of perception, by blowing out or ending of the flame, you know, blowing out the flame is nirvana, right? Nibban, nirvana, blowing out the flame of what? Of desire, of suffering, of ignorance. You can also say that blowing out the flame, or extinction, it's freedom from the octave, is also the end of the very subtle polarity associated with um, taking your perception and conception as real. That's called reification, R-E-I. Reification. To reify means to take a concept as a thing, to, to basically believe that your thoughts are real, uh, which is conception based on perception. To believe all that's real is the reification of perception and conception that is a very subtle kind of um, work um, or polarity in, in polarity in, in consciousness. There's polarity in consciousness by the reification of perception and conception that leads to that even still exists at the level above higher self. <laughs> so sorry, I just had to say that for a few people. Um, that that polarity falls away in late six density. The polarity, the subtle polarity in consciousness uh, associated with the reification of perception and conception. 2010. Then the we'll do a couple more here and then we'll finish. Um, looks like there are many questions about life spam. And so let's not do that, but we'll just go a couple more about two paths, and that'll be all for today. Don follows up 2010, then the concept of service to self or service to others is mandatory if we wish to have work. Um, he's really saying polarity is mandatory if we want to have work, and as I said, there was soul evolution work before the veil in mind in early Logoic creations. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit subtle here. 
but he's believing, which is understandable, that the concept of service to self, service to others, polarity is mandatory if we wish to have work, be it work in consciousness or work in the mechanical or Newtonian concept in the physical, meaning physics, is a correct process. This is correct with one addendum. The coil, as you may understand this term, is wound, is potential, is ready. The thing that is missing without polarizing is the charge. And so, what does that mean? Uh, there may be, evolu as I said, there may be evolution by polarity, and there really, obviously, was evolution without polarity, but it didn't have much charge. And so, what Ross seemed to be implying is that because of the existence of polarity, which is the product of the veil in mind, which is the tendencies of consciousness to basically value unity or value separation. Consciousness preferring unity, which is reality, or consciousness going against reality, which is duality or illusion, or the basis of the negative path. Negative path is totally dependent on the positive path <clears throat> because all it is is a obscuration of reality. The negative path is a dependency path. It's a dependency path. That's why it's all about enslavement. Enslavement is a form of dependency. Because it's dependent on reality. Because all its, its existence is based on the obscuring of reality. Dishonesty. Duality. Uh, avoiding the real. And, you know, hiding the real with the false, that is a kind of dependency on the real. While <laughs> the positive path is just about clearing the false, um, which is um, unreal anyway, <laughs> uh, meaning a distortion or a limited perception, limited conception, limited uh, consciousness, is is basically... I just read this the other day, some spiritual teacher was saying, and it's very true, it's something like, you know, enlightenment, there's no, there's no such thing as enlightenment, there's no such thing as, as um, or, or what reality and enlightenment really is, is the result of removal of the false. And so, uh, the existence of free will, or the veil in mind in 3D physical, Establishing conditions whereby entities don't know what's going on, have a confusion about reality, allows entities to choose to either seek to know reality or uh, go along the line of, of denying it, which is the path of separation, negative path, or to seek some power through the denial of reality, through separation and control, illusion and falsehood. Um, because of the of that veil and the potential or, or the you know the ignorance of the ignorance in mind, <laughs> the confused the law of confusion being the law of free will, as we know, I said the law of free will can be called the law of confusion. By the greater degree of free will afforded to beings who have veil, experience veil in mind in 3D physical, uh, by that veil, 
comes ignorance, confusion, which is a portion of their, which is, an, which is the heart of the law of free will, is that confusion, to get out of confusion. And there are two ways. One is to um, surrender illusion, drop the false, pass the positive path. And the other one is to um, seek some kind of self-acquisition empowerment by denying reality or building upon um, the false and um, taking what you want from other, what, taking what you need by exploiting other. While the positive path is um, developing what you need um, knowing it's within, knowing you are totality, and knowing that the whole work is liberation of reality, the liberation of your own reality. doesn't need anybody. You don't need anybody. You don't need anything. You simply need to um, remove the false, see through the false. You simply need to remove the false. Then you see you are totality. The negative path it doesn't have that, that faith. <laughs> they don't believe what they are. They don't believe they are infinite power. So they keep screwing around with outer dirt, you know, and people, meaning manipulation of other, um, to just gain some little, you know, suck some little pow power out of people by control, manipulation, deception, all that. They love dirt. They're the dirt eaters. While the other path is about clearing off dirt. One path eats dirt, and the other one washes it. <laughs> really? You know? Fame and fortune. Huh? What's fame and fortune? Baubles. Baubles. I mean, it's nice, you know? It's nice to have all that, to be a little king. But, you know, what you are is totality. <laughs> Much more valuable. So, the coil which is polarity, the law of free will, the veil in mind, the product of the veil in mind, which establishes the potential for the two paths. The coil is the potential, it's ready. Uh, what's missing without polarizing is the charge, meaning without polarity there's less charge or less impetus for beings to evolve. And that's what the Logoi found, and that's why now the law of free will is here to stay. Well, the veil is here to stay. The law of free will is the basis of, of the logoic manifestation of light. Let there be light really means, um, Ra said, um, the origin of light is the action of free will upon love. Or the action of, yeah, free will upon love. The action of free will upon love, which is will, upon infinite potential or capacity, which is love, gave rise to light. Uh... And that light itself um, it, it, uh, is, it flows, let's say, flows in rhythms and cycles and ways according to um, the laws of free will or the law established by the Logos in appreciation for free will. Uh, without polarity, however, there is some kind of charge. It's just very, very subtle. Same thing about after higher self. There's still... There's still evolution beyond higher self, but they're out of polarity, right? So higher self is free of polarity, right? Mm -hmm. Somewhat, but there's a higher polarity in play at that point. 
and it's um, the polarity of um, basically um, uh, essential uh, electromagnetism or the twin the forces of um, uh, expression and uh, and magnetism or radiation and magnetism which is basically the basis of wisdom love which is a certain kind of polarity of light itself which is experienced in consciousness rather than form matter energy or very high energy but it's experienced a very subtle polarity in six and seven density so there is a charge there too but and just like there was a charge before the law uh, the, the veil in mind in 3d physical there was there is charge but it's a very subtle charge but with the veil in mind there's a whole lot more charge and then beings evolved more uh, more um, robustly uh, finally 2011 Don says then the charge is provided by individualized consciousness is this correct well, says the charge we're, we're talking about is the, um, is the charge what's missing without polarizing it's complicated huh what's missing without polarizing is the charge if there's no polarity uh, like positive negative there's no difference therefore there's no charge born of that this difference contrast of what is this charge Ross says the charge is provided by the individualized entity using the inpourings and instreamings of energy by choices of free will <laughs> which that means is um, with the veil in mind but Ross really talking about an essential charge uh, before the veil in mind as I've said you know there is soul evolution there was soul evolution before the veil in mind <clears throat> there is soul evolution after the polarity after polarity is dissolved at the level of higher self so there you have non-polar soul evolution uh, <clears throat> depolarized or non non-polarized soul evolution uh, animals evolve too right but they're not quite polarized um, the essential charge that charges evolution is not the veil in mind actually because obviously there's evolution there was before the veil in mind and there is after the polarity of higher self Ra's talking about the essential charge which is provided by the individualized and by the reality that there is an individualized entity using that does is using in pourings and in streamings of energy by choices of free will <clears throat> so by by fiat the creation operates by free will or light or consciousness you know starting from the plants right plants have plants particularly more than mineral plants animals they have consciousness uh, by consciousness they're develops a use of the law of free will self-consciousness uses free will much more than consciousness but animals have some kind of there is some kind of um, free operation occurring even though there's instinct animals and plants but the essential charge or um, um, 
power that drives evolution is ultimately found with individual entities that have seven chakras. <laughs> and they use in-pourings and in-streamings of energy, which is light love, through the seven chakras, or coming in through six chakra intelligent energy by their choices of free will, by their choosing, by the free will, by choices using free will, with self-consciousness in third density, individualized entities, mind-body-spirit complexes, make use of the lawful inpourings and in-streamings of light love from the Logos through the seven chakras, particularly six chakra, etheric body, and, and intelligent energy. So that setup is the charge. And that setup, that's why that that is that's what I'm talking about. The existence of um, charge or evolution <laughs> before self-consciousness in the human. There's still animals are evolving and plants. Before self-consciousness, there is obviously charge and evolution. Uh, before there was a veil in mind in third density in the earlier creation, there was an evolution. It was just more slow, with less charge. There was charge, but less. Likewise, at the level higher self and beyond, sixth density, seventh density, yeah, there's still evolution. Soul evolution moving from 6.6 .6 to uh, 8, from late sixth density to eighth density out of the octave. That's evolution. Uh, therefore, there's... there's um, there is uh, some charge for that work done in consciousness, which is evolution. But uh, there's no polarity. So there's evolution before polarity, <laughs> without polarity, and after polarity. Before polarity, before you know, in second density, before self-consciousness. There's evolution without polarity when there was no veil in mind. There's evolution after polarity, also in late sixth density into the octave. In all cases, there's evolution, or work in consciousness, coming from a charge, without polarity. However, there is a charge. The charge is um, ultimately a contrast. A little creature came to my window. There, there is contrast. And that's, that's, that polarity is not a moral polarity. It's pre- and post-moral. <laughs> pre- and post-self-consciousness. Pre- and post-duality. <laughs> so it's very, very high and subtle. But, um, you know, the universe is a pretty amazing thing. And um, to, this is all really abstruse philosophy. The metaphysical, you know, ontological metaphysics. The metaphysics, the philosophical metaphysic, metaphysical ontology uh, philosophy, the philosophy of uh, ontological metaphysics, meaning ontology is a nature of being, study of being. Philosophy is sort of the, the wisdom of it. So exploring the concepts and the wisdom of the higher spiritual structure or layout of being formation of being, the nature of being, ontology. That's what we're doing here. It has nothing to do with daily life, you may think. However, it changes the brain. It changes the mind. It 
affects the head chakras and it affects the fifth chakra. So it's very five, six, seven, but it's based in four and um, it's advanced and it's helpful if you wish it. <laughs> if you don't think it's wish it, then it's nothing. So that's, that's uh, some discussion of the two paths and evolution by polarity although there's evolution without polarity, before and after, that it's ultimately guided by free will. And that's the big change, is the um, greater experience of free will that comes with self-consciousness in the human than the animal or plant, which is, in some cases, the result of the individualizing influence of uh, being a good pet owner and the individual individualizing influence of the relationship between the um, animal and the human. In the future, in the future civilization, there'll be much, much closer human-animal relations, just like there are for those who um, have a big heart, big mind. Adepts, yogis in the forest have a nice relationship to animals, actually. And um, intimacy with animals, meaning uh, close uh, spiritual rapport, spiritual intimacy, uh, is a sign of a very high soul. <laughs> much higher than me, but there are some great beings who had very special relation. Um, Ramana Maharshi, Ramana Mahara, Maharishi in India, had very close relations with some of the animals in his uh, 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 Sangha community, meaning there were like, you know, some cows or chickens or some animals that used to just hang out with him. Really, it was very, there are pictures of this. And um, that, that, that's a very um, that's a mark of high development. So anyway, that's it for today. Yes, and you know, it's not racist. It's not uh, you know snobby uh, to consider that some humans um, are only are, are young souls who were animal were in the animal kingdom very recently. It's pretty you know. Normal, healthy people will think you're crazy if you say such a thing. <laughs> but normal, healthy <laughs> is uh, a big, a big fraud in this social complex. So, the bitter truth is, uh, yeah, um, some of the souls here, uh, we can very much, as you say, understand why they are as they are because of that truth, that they haven't been human very long. And um, you can see that, um, I mean, without being, you know, occupationally prejudiced, you can see, right, like, certain kind of heavy truck drivers, right? If I, I've gone to many countries, the kind of guys who drive big, huge trucks, like dump truck drivers, garbage truck drivers, <laughs> you know, the big, big some of those guys are very big physically. Some of those guys are very skinny. <clears throat> and some of them are very intellectual even. But most of them are um, very rough. Kind of tough guy, rough guy. And um, that kind of mind, you know, is different than, than what? A fashion designer? <laughs> different than, you know, the guy who develops, uh, you know, French fashion in Paris? Yeah, a very different mind very different um, mental mental faculties. One may 
either one may be good or bad, morally, but in terms of the development of mind, they're really quite different. So anyway, next time we'll go to the second. We This will be certainly another three, another two sesh, two classes for us to finish this session 20 because it's so long. Next time we'll talk about lifespan. Many, many interesting questions about the lifespan and the population of Earth today. Many. And then some more about Confederation aid and third density. And then Easter Island and Nazca. So not too many more topics, but a lot of short questions and answers. Very interesting. And if you've studied other matters, other studied these things and other sources, you can fit them together. So thanks for being here today, and um, see you next time, and good night.